your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Thursday, July 8th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So the Hockey season, the NHL season, is officially over with the Tampa Bay Lightning winning in Game 5 against the Montreal Canadiens by a final score of one to nothing to win their second straight Stanley Cup championship. They're first in front of their fans because last year they were in the Edmonton bubble after they defeated the Dallas Stars by a final score of 2 to nothing at the time in late September. And something I thought about was that the first game of the Florida Panthers is Stanley Cup qualifiers against the New York Islanders. Do you guys remember the date that game one of the Stanley Cup qualifiers was on? Anyone remember? Anyone? Yeah, it was on August 1st of 2020. And as of this recording, of course, I said it in the beginning of the recording. That it's July 8th, and we're not even halfway through July, and two playoff runs have happened, including one playoff run that had a qualifying slash round-robin round prior to it, along with a season which was shortened for 56 rather than an 82, a draft, free agency, all of the regular stuff that happens, and, and also along with another playoff run. And this is something that will likely not happen at least in the near future maybe in the next 100 years when another pandemic hits the world which i'm not hoping for but probably something that would happen then but not at any time that i believe that we are alive at least but it's just crazy to think that after everything that our world our society has been through with the virus that sports in general has been just an escape. And from all the everyday stresses of trying to grind it out, trying to make your living, and we found a way to have sports still back. And it was quite enjoyable. Of course, it's not the same with a lot of these markets not having crowds for, for good reasons. And it was great to see that even though there were some hardships as well with a lot of players getting sick with catching COVID-19, 
along with the many rescheduling cancellations. You got to give credit to the players. You got to give credit to the coaching staff. You got to give credit to everyone involved for making this season happen and multiple sports leagues as well for making their seasons happen despite the crazy circumstances that, again, our world and society have been through in the last 16 or so months ever since March of 2020. Lots of a lot of us have been through a lot of adversity through throughout this and in my opinion, like I said, like I've said this quite a few times, I'm very positive that we are going to be our society is going to be on the better end of of this that we are going to move forward better and we're going to learn a lot from about ourselves and I definitely personally have learned a lot about myself and I hope for you guys listening that you learn a lot about yourselves too and these players as well during this time have learned a lot about themselves with trying to social distance with trying to when they're on the road and they're in hotels not making contact with everybody and you see that in after the Stanley Cup final was completed that Pierre Maguire was on the ice talking with Steven Stamkos uh, the captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning that's probably the first time that we've seen Pierre Maguire or any media member be that close to a, a player when coming to interview them and that was crazy to see that that was really the first time that that really happened so may, maybe with the vaccine going on going around at least in the U.S. that we're next season we're hoping to have full buildings and travel and for sure have an 82 game season next year but as far as the schedule goes if you want to go back to yesterday's episode where i go more in detail about that you can listen to yesterday's episode of locked on panthers where i discuss more about the schedule and what that means for the panthers and the rest of the nhl but one thing i want to talk about today in at least in this first segment is did the tampa bay lightning cheat and this sec this segment is going to be called cap or no cap. Of course, we all know about the $17 million in LTIR used for Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos. They were able to pay a certain percentage of David Savar's contract when he was traded from Columbus to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had to get the Detroit Red Wings involved to pay a certain percentage in exchange for a draft pick. And something that I thought about, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. Yes, I'm a Florida Panthers fan, diehard Florida Panthers fan, and got to try to be as objective as possible that I'm going to say cap on that. However, you have every right to be frustrated. I'm frustrated about it. I'm saying cap because there was nothing in place of what happens if this happens, a player gets hurt, and then you're able to bring him back. Sure, the timing of Kucherov's surgery was strange when it, comes to, when it came to him returning, but there was nothing in place of that. But again, you have every right to be frustrated for every reason because he goes through all this time skating, and then he, all of a sudden he's activated for game one of the playoffs. A loophole in the system. But... This is more of an NHL issue than it is a Tampa Bay Lightning issue. And this isn't the first time it's happened. The Chicago Blackhawks did it with Patrick Kane in 2015. And something that I was reminded today by Andrew Berkshire, the, host, the co-host 
of the Crosscheck NHL show, which I promote on this podcast, and I highly recommend that you guys listen to, is that the Tampa Bay Lightning were trying, because they were on the receiving end, they were the team that lost to the Chicago Blackhawks back in 2015. They were trying to change the way that the system worked as far as LTIR and activating players, but now they're on the end where they're the Stanley Cup champions. So my point is this. You have every right to be worried, frustrated, because, I mean, number one, yes, it is your rival. You hate to see it when it comes to the rival. However, this is, again, this is an NHL issue, a league issue, where this could create a chain reaction of multiple teams just manipulating the cap and just coaches, players taking their sweet time and saying, oh, especially before the trade deadline, oh, no, we want to keep this person on LTIR even longer, even though they're more than healthy to play. So they could find a way to manipulate and find more trade partners, especially at the deadline, to fit them in. And then when game one of the playoffs start, they're activated. And there is no rule in place that you could use the salary cap for the playoffs. There is no there that it doesn't apply in the postseason. So this could be the start of a possible chain reaction where multiple teams in multiple locations could be doing this. And that is the biggest issue that is, com- that is related to this more than anything. I, I mean, in the Panther Parkway group chat today, we kind of joked around saying that Sergey Bobrovsky should be on LTIR this season so that they could fit more players on the team. So I kind of laughed when I read that. I won't say publicly that who said it, but it was kind of joked around in, in the chat today. today based on the LTIR rules and everything. So it's more than just Tampa Bay. It's more than just Savard's trade to Tampa and Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov placed on it. But it could possibly create that chain reaction that could really put other teams at an advantage. And of course, big injuries that put you on LTIR are sometimes... Unfortunate at the time when you have to place a player there, but sometimes when those teams are in that position, they could use it as a blessing in disguise to add more. And Gary Bettman even said at his State of the NHL presser before the Stanley Cup final that this was something that was put in place by all the owners and the CBA back in 2005 after the lockout season where there was no season in 0405 and then the salary cap was added shortly after for the NHL and this was a system set in place so what's it going to take to change the system so that something like 2015 and 2021 don't happen again where multiple times players GMs screw with the cap and manipulate it and cir- cap circumvention. There's so many different words that you could use for that. So that's really one question that we have to think about going forward. But I do want to take this time to congratulate my counterpart in Adam Danker of Locked on Lightning for 
defeating the Montreal Canadiens. And congratulations to Laura Saba and Scott Matla of Locked On Canadiens for their success throughout this Stanley Cup final run. Both hosts of both shows have been fantastic in promoting their shows and giving deep analysis on the their respective teams throughout this playoff run. And we have multiple talented people, hockey minds, on the Locked On NHL network that are very passionate about their teams and provide the fans, you, the fans, of inside information, not inside information, but a fan's perspective of each team on this network. And it's not just NHL, it's all the four major sports leagues. So congratulations to both of them on both of their, their runs. And I listened to both of their shows today on their recap on how their feelings were on their seasons coming to an end. And I highly recommend that you, the fan, also listen to both those shows as well to see both ends. It hurt hearing it from the Lightning perspective as a Florida Panthers fan, not wanting the Tampa Bay Lightning to win again, but it is what it is. The Tampa Bay Lightning are just a very talented team. They got everything you you need in a team. Defensive hockey players that can score at will in Kutroff, Point, Stamkos, Kalorn. Victor Hedman is an incredible distributor. Vasilevsky was incredible. I mean, the one team that gave Vasilevsky the most trouble this year in the regular season and the postseason was the Florida Panthers. So that's something to really look forward to as next year comes around. And yes, Vasilevsky is an elite company when it comes to goaltending. But you as the Florida Panthers fan should feel good about heading into next season knowing that you can challenge this team. And a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning people have talked about ever since the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup about how it was either the Florida Panthers or the New York Islanders. You could flip a coin on which one of those two teams gave Tampa Bay the biggest challenge. And I've said repeatedly on this program that the way that the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers series went about, it had an Eastern Conference final type of feel or even a Stanley Cup final type of feel, even though they can't meet in the Stanley Cup in real life or even in a pandemic-shortened season. But it felt like that kind of round. And even with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning, it felt as if the Central Division winner, at least in the playoffs, was probably going to go all the way. And I hate to bring up a moral victory, but the Florida Panthers lost in the playoffs against the team that eventually became the Stanley Cup champion. And yes, unfortunately, it was the Tampa Bay Lightning. But if there's a team that you'd rather lose to, wouldn't it be the champions? I mean, I feel better about how the season went for the Cats because of that. And I know that because I feel that this could have been like a late, late championship run for this team had they defeated the Lightning that it gives me a better feeling heading into the offseason, though we have an expansion draft and a entry draft along with free agency, that the Florida Panthers, once again, are in a se- they had a season of direction this past season. So once again, congrats to Tampa Bay. Congrats to Montreal. I went a little bit long on this first segment. Wasn't expecting to go 
16 minutes long on this one, but in the next segment, we're going to give a report card grade for another Florida Panthers player for the 2020-2021 season. Who is it? Find out next on Locked on Panthers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contests information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. So, continuing the report card series for the Florida Panthers for the past season, this one is Anthony Duclair. And at the time of the signing, when the Florida Panthers signed him to a one-year, $1.7 million contract, it was a very encouraging signing at the time because he had come off one of his best season with the Ottawa Senators. And Anthony Duclair did get off to a slow start. He was getting assists. He was on breakaways. But the, the consistent issue with Duclair this mostly this season was every time there was a breakaway attempt for Duclair it was just an inability to finish but what Duclair did bring to the table was speed that's what he brought he brought speed that kept defenses on their toes and what that speed did was, for the most part this season, was help players like Carver Hagee and Alexander Barkov, for the most part this season, get open because sometimes players would be drawing to Duclair and there would be a shot attempt on the net for Duclair and there would be a rebound and then either Verhage or Barkov would just finish the job there. So that's what Anthony Duclair brought to the table for the Florida Panthers. Though he is an RFA this offseason, it's not the top on the priority list to bring Anthony Duclair back, but it'd be very encouraging if they were to bring him back. So they, thankfully he is an RFA and not a UFA, so there's a chance for Duclair to be back with this roster. He did get off to a slow start. And then he really picked it up when he joined the 911 line, really, with Sam Bennett and Jonathan Huberdeau for a little bit, where he was on that second line. And then that was when he really went on his run of at least a point in 13 of the last 16 games of the regular season. And before that, every time he would get on the score sheet, it would be just one game in little spurts. It'd be one game where he'd get a few, one point and then go like a few games without. Then he'd get one and they'd go get one off. He, there was a time where he got two in a row and then had four games without one. And, that, and a, I'm looking at another one where he has went 
four more games without recording a point as well. So Anthony Duclair's game overall is streaky. That's just what that's just who who he is as a player. But when he he's on, he's on. And Coach Q at times has really put Duclair in great situations to succeed, even though there's been mostly shuffles with Duclair from the first line to the fourth line to the second with him, Mason Marchment, and also Duclair. There was a time where he was hurt this season, where he missed a little bit of time. He played in 43 games this season. Out of the 56, he was placed on the COVID list for one game against the Tampa Bay Lightning in their first series of the year, which was a three-game series, two at home, one in Tampa Bay. It was the first game that he missed against the Tampa Bay Lightning where Brett Connolly was put in his place on the first line so that Coach Q wasn't messing up what was going well with Carter Verhage and Alexander Barkov at the time because Verhage and Barkov just right out of the gate, they were just scoring at will. And Duclair was getting involved distributing to those two, even though he didn't get a goal until February 15th, which was the final game of that first series against the Tampa Bay Lightning at Emily Arena, where they ended up winning that game in in the first series of the year. So missed a little bit of time, but when he was on the ice, his speed showed. There were many times of breakaways, and there were also, because of his speed, like I said, he drew penalties as well. So because either hooking or holding, and that's what speed can do when it comes to a player like Anthony Duclair. And it would be great to bring Anthony Duclair back. I just don't know what the situation is with Bill Zito and what his priority list on who to bring back and who not to bring back is for him. But I'm sure as far as like maybe top five, top ten things, maybe that maybe that's on the list. If if he is back, great. Absolutely absolutely. I, I would be okay with that result if Bill Zito were to bring Anthony Duclair back because speed kills and the ability to draw penalties and even create breakaways, even if you don't score and it creates a rebound for someone else to clean it up, then you're contributing to this team. And that's what Anthony Duclair again, can bring to the table for the Florida Panthers going forward. So Anthony Duclair's grade for this season for the Florida Panthers, playing 43 of 56 games, having a 32-point season in 43 games, a plus-minus of 27, and fitting in with Barkoff, and Verhage at times, along with the 911 line, even though he was shifted around, and he, even though he was shifted here and there, there were times where during that 16 game streak where he was still contributing in many ways. So I'm going to give him a B for this season. I'm not, why a B? I'm going to give him that because there were times where he went cold, but when he was hot, he was hot. So. I'm going to give Anthony Duclair credit for for the times where he was. And at the end of the season where the Florida Panthers were fighting for home ice in the first round of the postseason, though they eventually lost in six games to the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, Anthony Duclair was a big part of setting the Panthers 
up to gain home ice advantage in the first round. Though Anthony Duclair didn't record a point in the postseason, he wasn't the only player to not play well in that series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So not completely Duclair's fault on why the Florida Panthers were just unable to face up against the Stanley Cup champions and just get to their level because right now the Florida Panthers, as far as the contention, they're not at Tampa Bay's level yet. So they're getting there. In the next segment, we're going to start some prospect profiles ahead of the 2021 NHL entry draft, which is 15 days away from today. You've been listening to Locked on Panthers. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com So like I discussed in the last episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast, is that I will be discussing draft prospects ahead of the 2021 NHL entry draft. And the Florida Panthers are slated to have the number 25th pick. I said 26 yesterday, but the Arizona Coyotes for this year's draft have their first round pick forfeited due to combine violations in a previous combine. So everybody after the 11th pick have been shifted up one spot after that. So the Florida Panthers will be ending up with the 25th pick. After their playoff run in 2012 and 2016, they have had picks in the 20s where in the, do you guys remember who the draft picks were from 
those drafts after the Florida Panthers made their runs to the playoffs, I'll give you guys a few seconds to think about it before guessing. Take a moment. 2012 was when they had the 23rd overall pick and they drafted defenseman Mike Matheson out of Boston College. And we saw how that worked out, that it just wasn't there for the Florida Panthers, and he was given a big contract by Dale Talent, and it was a contract that Bill Zito was thankfully able to get off the books this offseason. And once again, in 2016, the Panthers once again had the 23rd pick again. This time was Henrik Borgstrom out of HIFK Juniors. And Bill Zito, once again, was able to get rid of that contract as well in a trade with the Chicago Blackhawks. And the value of Henrik Vorkstrom went down significantly when his trade value was up early and Dale Talon wasn't able to pull the trigger on, on a trade with Henrik Borgstrom and that ended up costing the Florida Panthers a high value trade for Henrik Borgstrom but it just didn't work out with those two but at the same time like I said in the previous episode this is the position that you as a franchise want to be in because you want to continue contending year in and year out And of course, when you're contending, you're going to create trades, you're going to give up some assets, you're going to try to accelerate your window, all that. And that's what the draft and that's what the salary cap are put in place for, for each of these teams and throughout the whole league and multiple leagues doing that with the exception of Major League Baseball that doesn't have a salary cap. And, but the... Drafts where the Panthers were in the 20s just hasn't panned out for them. So the Panthers have the 25th pick. So there are picks, prospects from the top 14 that I don't see as a possibility for the Florida Panthers to land. I mean, there are always possibilities for players to slip in the draft those happen every every single year but with the Panthers having picked number 25 I think it's appropriate to start in in ranking number 15 outside the lottery or just breaking the edge of the lottery which there are more opportunities for the Florida Panthers to snag someone who could possibly drop. And according to, we're going to start with number 15 in Elite Prospects' prospect rankings for the 2021 NHL entry draft. Because let's, let's be honest, there's no way in hell that a Owen Power is going to slip to number 25 or Matt Bernier's or goalie top goalie prospect Jasper Wallstad. I mean, I doubt that the there's like a very very low percent chance that the Florida Panthers are going to draft a goalie in round 1 after drafting Spencer Knight just 
two years ago in 2019. So the chances of that happening are very low. So we're going to start with actually number 15th. And the 15th ranked prospect for the 2021 NHL entry draft is Zach Dean out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And last time that Zach Dean performed for the QMJHL, he recorded 20 points in 23 games. So he's been able to equally score goals and distribute the puck. And the position he plays is center, shoots left-handed from Canada. And uh, let me also explain how some of the grades work as well for these prospects real quick before I get to Zach Dean. So the way the rankings work for draft prospects is that they're given numbers in skills via whether it's skating, shooting, puck handling, their physicality, and the number one means is the lowest one, and number nine is the highest one. Number one would be possible a possible AHL deal, while number nine is top 10 player. Anywhere between five through eight is top 11, 6D, while number eight is top two forward slash number one defenseman in in that and for most of his grades are six or five so what does that mean as what the potential that zach dean has in he could become is a possible top nine forward I, I mean, center is not in immediate need for the Florida Panthers with Anton Lindell coming up, signing his entry-level contract after spending one year in HIFK, teammate with Henrik Borgstrom this year, where Lundell almost averaged a point a game. But when you're at the 25th pick, Sometimes it's not always about positional needs. Sometimes it's about best player available. And if Bill Zito feels like it, Zach Dean is a, the best player available for the Florida Panthers at that spot, then yeah, definitely, definitely go for him. But this is what the skill set for Zach Dean is graded as. His, his grade for skating is a six. Shooting is, he's not the best shooter, which is actually his lowest grade, which is a five. Passing is a six. Puck handling, which is actually his biggest strength, is ranked at a 6.5. Hockey sense is six. And his physicality is a five. Overall grade for Zach Dean, according to Elite Prospects, is an A. So the things that Zach Dean need to work on is the play around the boards, 
especially when it comes to the being in their own zone. The way he's able to handle the puck, according to Elite Prospects, is according to that is not really a guy who really turns the puck over. And he, according to J.D. Burke, he has the tendency to stick with peripheries on the offensive, but he is, has the opportunity to become a two-way center and able to find the open teammates as he is going in transition. But the shooting isn't the best, according to Elite Prospects. So he is a guy who takes advantage of his opportunities when he can. But as far as scoring, it's not his biggest strength. So it's going to take a little bit of time for him to develop as he makes his way through the NHL and NHL when he does sign his entry-level contract, whichever team drafts him. And it again, when it comes to picks that are outside of the lottery or at the end of the lottery, a lot of these picks are more like wild cards versus the lottery picks who are for sure or quote-unquote for sure things. So with Zach Dean, he's also able to set some pace as a forward with very great puck skills and handling and is a guy who likes to attack in the middle. As a, and he's a center, so of course he's going to at- attack the center. But also, the reason why his physicality is graded as one of the lowest is the fact that he lacks a little bit of size when it comes to, when it comes to Zach Dean. He is six foot flat and 176 pounds. In, in, I know I have Canadian listeners on this show. So to translate into centimeters, it's 183 centimeters. And as far as his weight, he weighs 80 kilograms for the Canadian listeners out there. So when it comes to Zach Dean, the physicality is graded so low because of a somewhat small stature. So this is something that. Zach Dean will need to work on despite his lack of size then I'm sure that Dean is a player who's probably going to hit the weight room a little bit more to improve on that physicality so definitely a player that will have a chip on his shoulder because of the lack of size compared to other NHL players and Like I've talked about before, the struggle for the Florida Panthers, especially this season, has been size. And we saw in the series against Tampa Bay where a lot of players were just out matching the Panthers on the physical side. And it put the Panthers in bad positions. And most had to do with just the Tampa Bay Lightning were a lot stronger than the Panthers, so they were able to get right in front of them 
and that caused a lot of the tippins again especially in game four of the first round so maybe the florida panthers if dean falls to 25 don't take a chance on him because they're what possibly want to go for size as well and the physicality in this sport you have to be physical in this game so if he happens to fall to florida and they go best player available Zach Dean could possibly be a player that the Florida Panthers go after if he happens to fall. So Zach Dean, a player to look out for in this year's 2021 NHL entry draft. So we'll be continuing talking about the draft profiles of draft prospects for this year's NHL entry draft as we approach it. And don't forget that the draft this year is on July 23rd but don't forget also that the expansion draft is on july 21st and we will be talking plenty of the expansion draft coming up next week we'll be talking possibly on who we protect why we protect them we're going to be talking about the past expansion draft from the vegas golden knights and what lessons learned we'll be talking more about that next week and we'll be covering more on the draft this year along with free agency which is on july 28th lots of things going on in the nhl this month despite the season being over so make sure you're subscribing to this podcast so you'll know every single time the locked on florida panthers comes into your podcast feed don't forget to follow the show account on twitter at lo underscore fla panthers and don't forget to follow the national show as well locked on nhl and the cross check nhl show with andrew berkshire and mary clark And when you're done listening to this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, make sure to tell your smart device to play today's episode of Locked On Today. What is the game plan for the Phoenix Suns in Game 2 against the Milwaukee Bucks? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.